0: it brings us to this series that we're doing uh, called Life Hacks. Because to be able to enter into that life, um, we have been given uh, the instructions and the abilities uh, to work this life in such a way that we enter into all that God has for us. And uh, so we are going through the book of Proverbs, um, and uh, seeing the practical things that God has given us to make this life easier, uh, to make this life better. Um, God wants us to have a better life. And I know many people in the world do not see that. They think God is only a, 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 a self-serving thing that is meant to keep us in line and to uh, 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 border us in, that, that we are to be regimented and almost like slaves, and yet that is not the heart of God. In fact, the heart of God from the very beginning was to bring life and freedom to be able to experience um, the things that we are not able to experience because we choose our own way. It is when we choose to do our own things the way we think it should be done, we actually eliminate many opportunities to experience the deeper things of life. And so we have looked at this verse in Ephesians that admonishes us uh, to live life in a wise way. It says in Ephesians chapter 5, verse 15, it says, Look carefully how you walk. In other words, how you are living, not as unwise, but as wise. Make the best use of the time because the days are evil. You see, God tells us we need to begin to understand that there's a better way to live. We live in an evil time. We live in a time that is desiring to destroy and eliminate uh, what God has promised us. Um, That if we continue to go our own way, the end of that way is destruction. Uh, The end of that way is uh, regret. It is uh, uh, emptiness and loneliness and separation from God who is the source of all uh, life. And so it says to live wise. And one of the books, uh, uh, one of the main books, although it's throughout the Bible, um, is the book of Proverbs that gives us... uh, 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 examples and exhortations on how to live wise. Now we're calling it life hacks because as we, we know life hacks are those things that uh, uh, we have that sometimes no one thinks about that that you might have everyday things in your house that you can use to do more than just what they look like on, uh, on the surface. And so they make life easier. Um, an example that Michelle uses my wife as um, uh, ladies that, if you have boots uh, that are high and, and she has. Pull noodles that she's bought And pull noodles, cut them off You put them in the boots And allows them to keep them straight So that they don't get creases by falling over And, and so that is just a life hack That you can use something that you don't think about And yet it makes life better It, it, it preserves uh, things uh, that you have And um, so there are different things like that That God has given us to make life better To make life easier And sometimes we don't think about them Because we think uh, many times to make them better, we just have to do it our way. And and yet God has given us uh, things that will uh, uh, actually improve our life, even though sometimes it it goes against what we want and our emotions and our desires. But if we will put these things into place, our life will become easier and better. Um, Today... We want to look at this idea um, of speaking life because one thing that, that really affects our life and many times it, it determines our happiness even though we don't think about it because sometimes we're happier by just letting it go. We just say whatever we want to say and, and sometimes, you know, what I just feel better. I just got to get, the, we even use this terms, I've just got to vent and get this off my chest. Well, I hate to tell you, sometimes as we do that, we end up destroying the possibility of uh, really experiencing happiness and some things in our life that there are consequences when that happens. It may feel really good at the moment, but then it comes back and bites us and it destroys things later that brings regret and sorrow. And, And so today, the word of God tells us that if we will speak life, if we will control this thing called the tongue, and it's an unruly thing. The book of James tells us that the tongue amongst our, everything in our life is the most destructive. Because with this little thing um, that uh, uh, seems uh, unglorified, un, uh, 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 but yet it, it just has a big influence on those around us and the direction of our life. In fact... Um, uh, Many times, some of the worst places to find examples of that um, uh, Is go on a playground with kids Have you noticed that kids can be the meanest people around? I don't know what it is People that think that we're not, that we are born good That everyone is just born good They need to go listen to kids You listen to kids, you find out, no, we were not born good We have to be trained to be uh, good It is natural to be mean it is natural uh, to just uh, uh, be hateful. I mean, and, and sometimes they don't even think about it, but they, if you listen to them on a playground, they just say things, whatever comes, you know, you're ugly. You're not, we're not going to play with you. You know, we don't want you over here, right? You know, or, or, or you know, um, uh, you're, you're no good at this. I don't want you on my team. You stink. I mean, they have no problem. They just say the most hurtful things. And then here's the thing that we even kind of encourage it, because we've all learned this little saying, have we not learned it from the time we were kids? I think we're trying to tell our kids, because other kids are so mean, we don't want them to take it seriously, so we teach them this, but I think when we teach them this, we, we kind of encourage them to, to uh, uh, not understand how important words are. We teach them this, what does it go? Sticks and stones will break my bones, but... Words will never hurt me. And yet that is a lie. Do we not lie to our kids? We are telling them that many times I would rather my kid be beaten with sticks and stones than the the emotional damage that is done to them by other kids with the words. Because words do hurt us. Words destroy us. There are times that there are some people that in their adult life, they are still dealing with the trauma of words that have been sometimes not spoken by other kids, but by family, by adults in their life. Uh, And and so words do hurt us. And yet words are probably the biggest part of our life. You know, it says that um, uh, in a day that we, on average, so this is not just those talkative chatty patties that you can't get to be quiet, um, or the shy people that never say anything. But on average, everyone um, has about 700 times that they have something to say during the day. 700 times on average, and so most people are more than that. Some people are less, Um, but we are saying something. Um, uh, We are people who love to talk. And um, uh, it is just part of who we are. And if you were to take those 700 times, um, I think it's... And, and this is where there is a difference. Again, on average, not on everyone, uh, a guy has about 7,000 words uh, that he will uh, speak during the day. Of course, a woman on average is about 15,000. Uh, so they, uh, uh, they pass us up, which uh, means at times... Uh, uh, we get to our stopping point quicker than them. Okay, no, no, I was done a long time ago. Oh, well, I'm not close to being done. Yeah, because we're not listening. So it, it, 15,000, but it's, it's the same thing twice. Is that what you're saying? So um, so words are important, but also words, it's more than just speaking words. Words define um, uh, our view of the world. So it's what we hear, it's the words that we receive um, that define us also, not just what we speak. And so this is, this is an important life hack. This is probably one of the most wise things that we can learn today, is to begin to choose how we speak. And here's the thing, we can choose how we speak. I know many times, oh, it just, it just comes out. No, nothing ever just comes out. Um, it will boil up and it will explode, but it's because we chose to let it get to that point. We chose how to handle things. We, we, we begin to um, uh, uh, allow our words to control us rather than stepping in and controlling our words, and so it's not an excuse. So we're gonna look at Proverbs. What does Proverbs have to say about speaking life uh, rather than speaking death uh, into our life? And here's our our main verse in Proverbs chapter 18, verse 21. Here's the principle, and this is a truth. It says, death and life are in the power of the tongue. And those who love it will eat its fruit. We have already shown that we all love to talk. And we are all going to eat the fruit of our words. You can't avoid it. You cannot just say what you're going to say and then think that, that okay, uh, I'm going to let it go. No, there's going to be a fruit that you're going to eat from that. You cannot avoid the consequences. Um, uh, we make a lot of excuses and we think uh, that it's, it's, it's just going to be out there and gone, but it's not. Um, it has the power of death and life. So therefore, here's the big thing today. Choose life. We need to take control of our speech. No one else controls it. You are responsible for your own speech. God, like so many other times, says, I've given you the choice of life and death. And here's God's heart. Choose life. Please choose Life. So we have that ability to speak life. Too many times we focus on just avoiding the, the damaging words and we don't focus as much on speaking the living words. Um, we go through, we're just focused on, I just don't want to do anything to hurt, but that's not the point. It's not just avoiding the damaging words. We need to begin to speak life. We need to begin to choose our words, uh, not just to avoid hurting someone, but to actively make a difference in those around us. And I know we don't think about that because we are selfish people. We only think of what we want to say and what affects us and what we are using our words to get for ourselves. And we need to begin to switch it all around that Everything in life, I'm going to tell you what makes life easier is when we begin to make a difference in others. When we begin to think of others more than ourselves, life becomes easier, life becomes better, life will come back on us, and God's honor will bring life to us. So I want to look at we have a choice of speaking life and death, and we're going to look at Proverbs on what it says. in the book of Proverbs, over 150 times does it talk about the mouth or the tongue or words or speaking, anything about that, over 150 times. In 31 chapters, it speaks about that. And so we're not going to look at every single one, and we could go through the whole, but you're going to get the picture that it has that Jesus is saying, you want to make life better? Let's begin to use this Tongue, not as a weapon, but as a resource, as a tool that will bring us life. So as we begin to look at uh, these choices that we have, let's look at uh, the first thing that Proverbs tells us. The first thing that we need to realize is that we need to speak truth rather than deception. When we speak Truth, life flows. Um, uh, Now, I did not necessarily put lies that bring death because many times we can use the truth in a deceiving way. So when I say deception, I'm saying we need to understand that whenever we speak in a manipulative way, in a way to get something, in a way to change people to our way, we are deceiving. We are using words to our advantage. The truth that he's talking about is the truth that gives life. When we speak the truth that God has shown us, the truth really is the revelation of God, the character of God. What we need to speak is anything that reflects the heart of God. That's what truth is. When we speak the heart of God, we are speaking truth. Um, when we are speaking things that benefit us, um, uh, even if it's something that makes us feel good by saying that to them, um, but it does not benefit them, it brings death because it is deception. It is manipulation. It breaks relationship. So let's look what it says. It um, Proverbs 16, 13, it says, righteous lips are the delight of a king and he loves him who speaks what is right. The word righteous there, and I've been listening to others and and doing study, is totally different than what we have always thought of it. And I've always thought of righteousness as doing what's right. That righteousness is like... um, being obedient and doing everything that's good. And yet the, the, the word in Hebrew, like so many words in Hebrew, they have deeper meanings than that. Righteous is more like being right, but it's being right with someone. So it's not like necessarily doing everything in the right way, in the right order, and so therefore I'm right. But being righteous is that I have a connection of relationship with someone. And that when we are in relationship, then we are righteous. Um, uh, we, we, we are in right standing. We are connected. There's nothing separating us. And so he's saying righteous lips, someone who is in a living relationship, a good relationship, is a delight to the king. And of course, the king, our king, uh, God himself, delights when we speak things that are right. The truth, and in other words, when we speak truth that brings us together, when we speak things that build relationships, when we when we speak that that um, uh, connection with others, when we affirm them, when when we encourage them, when we when we speak things that that bring uh, uh, life into our relationships. It is right, and it delights the Lord. It says in Proverbs 26, verse 28, it says, a lying tongue hates its victims, and a flattering mouth works ruin. So just as many times we can speak truth that builds relationship, it says that When we begin to enter into a lying tongue, and a lying tongue is is not necessarily just a non truth. How many know that we can lie by using the truth in a different way? We can use the truth to imply something else that is not necessarily the truth. Um, uh, And yet, it's kind of like the same way that Satan in the Garden of Eden, when he came to Eve, he said, When you eat the fruit, you will not die. Now, was that the truth? Technically, that was the truth. They did not physically die as soon as they ate it. But you see, he deceived them. It was a lying tongue because as soon as they ate it, their spirit did die. They began the process of decay that moment. And so he spoke in a way. And many times we, when we use manipulation, and many times we don't even know that we're doing it because, you know what? We speak out of our emotion. We speak out of our own position because we think we're the ones that decide what's right and wrong and so if i think it's right i'm going to just speak what's right and yet we don't stop and think how does that affect our relationships it doesn't matter if it's the truth if it destroys then it's a lie Um, and and so these lies um, and even flattering you know it sounds like oh we're we're just flattering it it sounds good but what is flattery it's good words that benefit us. It's not really, I'm not saying it for their benefit. I mean, it benefits them, and that's kind of the good thing. It's kind of a win-win, but no. Flattery is, is trying to build yourself up. So when we speak, and we do this as Christians, and, and we say, no, I'm, 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 I'm encouraging them. No, you're making yourself seem self-righteous. We talk as if we're a better Christian when we begin, I'm helping them come closer to the Lord. No, you're really building yourself up, making yourself seem better. So we need to be very careful how we speak to one another, even though it's the truth. When all you're doing is making them feel like they're a failure. How come you don't do this? How come you don't do this? Well, I do this. You're not helping them. That is what he's talking about. Flattery, sometimes you're flattering yourself and you are destroying relationships you are speaking death Um, Proverbs 12 verse 22 again lying lips are an abomination to the Lord but look but those who act faithfully are his delight do we speak faithfully in other words speak uh, with that connection that I am going to support you faithfulness means that, that we are for each other that I am there for you that I I, I am not, uh, uh, you can count on me. So when we speak in ways that builds trust in another, that you can trust me, that that I am for you, I'm not for me, um, then that type of faithful speech is a delight. Proverbs 13, 5, says the righteous, and again, there's that word righteous, those that, that, that are connected in love, that have the other people's heart, In their mind, the righteous hates falsehood, but the wicked brings shame and disgrace. Do we hate things that that bring the other person down? Falsehood could be the truth. Because here's the thing, sometimes we use the truth and yet it destroys other people like um, uh, how we criticize now, it may be true that, that, yeah, they're not in the best place right now, but do they need to hear that? Sometimes there's the question is, it's true, but do they need to hear it? If, the, if you are just giving it to them, it's false. Because you know what you're, you're making them think? They're not hearing the truth. They're hearing what you're implying, and what they are hearing is I'm nothing, that I'm no one. Therefore, you have spoken false to them, and it is, it is death to that relationship. It is is beginning to speak in terms of righteousness. And righteousness is a loving relationship. Last one in Proverbs 6, um, starting in verse 16, says this. There are six things that the Lord hates, seven that are abomination to him. Have we ever heard of the seven deadly sins? Well, here's where the Bible actually talks about seven deadly sins. They're not the seven deadly sins that people Use, Um, In fact, if people actually read what the Bible says, the seven deadly sins, they're not what what you would think. Here's what they are. It says, these are the seven things that, that God hates. They are abomination to him. Haughty eyes, prideful. A lying tongue. And hands that shed innocent blood. A heart that devises wicked plans. Feet that make haste to run to evil. A false witness who breathes out lies and one who sows discord among his brothers. Now, notice something. Of those seven things that God hates, first of all, you notice that three of them are all the same thing. They're all lies. In fact, he repeats it three times. Of the seven things, three times he says, I hate people who speak lies. I hate people who speak falsehood. I hate people who speak discord that that just rile other people up. Three of them have to do with our lips. And yet we think of all the other worst sins that we could do. And yet three of the seven worst things that God hates have to do with our mouth. And yet sometimes we think we're following God and we are are just the best Christians. And yet who knows that we are planting seeds of sin with our mouth. So we need to begin to speak truth and therefore speak life into others. So not only truth, but the next thing is Oh, here's hard. We need to speak gently. It is not always what we say, but how we say it. And we've said that over and over, and yet why do we not learn that? I understand. I mean, we all have these problems, and I know this is not to point anyone out because it affects all of us. Myself, um, we we fall in this that I can be harsh. I I can give in to that for for lots of reasons, whether it's we get frustrated ourselves. But we have got to learn to control ourselves because you cannot use that, uh, well, I'm just in a bad mood. But, so therefore, we can just kill people with that, with our words and our harshness. Uh, and, and it is sometimes even the truth that we speak so harshly that they don't even hear the truth because, you know, we've killed them with our harshness. In fact, it says, Proverbs 15:4, a gentle tongue a gentle tongue is a tree of life you know what if we want to grow someone you know that's many when we criticize people it's because i have a good intention i want to see the best for you well you know what if you want to give the best here's what it says the tree of life is a gentle tongue but but then they won't hear i don't care see this is where our wisdom is not god's wisdom that's that's god's job to change them, to correct them. It's not your job. And yet we think, it's not your job. It's not my job. And it's so easy for us to think that it is because if I don't tell tell them that, then they'll never know. You need to be gentle because your job is to be gentle. And gentleness is a tree of life. But perverseness breaks the spirit. See, many times what we're trying to help people and we're telling them, what we're really doing is breaking their spirit. Now, I'm not saying we never rebuke because it says we need to rebuke one. Now, there's, there's times, and this is where the wisdom of God gives us those times where we already have a relationship where we can step up, and but we can even rebuke gently. Even when we rebuke, we need to have the Spirit of God give us a gentleness to be able to give those, those words of rebuking. But we need to be gentle In Chapter 12 verse 18 it says this there is one whose rash words are like sword thrusts but the tongue of the wise brings healing when we are harsh it says that when you're harsh with someone it's like thrusting a sword in their heart and we've all been hurt by that you know we we always hear harshness from others more than we hear it from ourselves i wasn't harsh but you were harsh you know that we always judge the other person; they're the ones that were harsh. And yet, many times we're deaf to our own harshness. And so, when when they respond, we need to hear that. When they tell us, "Man, you are harsh," what do we first do? We defend ourselves. No, you, I was not. As soon as someone tells you that, you need to listen to them, because it's what they heard is more important than what you think you said. Remember. This is where we begin to put others before ourself. And so gentleness hears from others and begins to see their response. And we need to accept that. Man, I'm sorry. I was harsh. I didn't think I was. But it doesn't matter. It's, it's what they hear. And, and, and I know we're still dealing with that. Um, um, this is an ongoing struggle. But we've got to begin to take responsibility for it. And um, I'm not there yet. I've come a long way, I think. You can talk to Michelle much better than I was, but I'm not there yet. We still struggle with it, but we got to keep struggling with it and and, and choose gentleness. Because gentleness, gentleness speaks life. Whereas harshness does not get what you think it's going to get. It destroys it stabs them, it wounds them, and then they've got to recover from that bleeding heart for the next two weeks, and then you wonder why they're just not loving to you. Why, why are you not being nice to me? And yet you just cut their heart out with the harshness, and yet you don't even realize it. We've got to begin to become aware of our words. And it's our words that we're responsible. I just throw this in. We're not responsible for them. Well, they talk to, you're not responsible for them. I, I hate when, you, you should hear what they did. I don't care what they did. I care what I do, what you do. We are responsible for self. The next thing, not only gentleness, but we need to speak encouragement rather than discouragement. When we speak encouragement, we are building life. In fact, this is directly speaking life into them. We need to to speak uh, goodness, uh, uh, comfort, healing, um, hope into their life. They don't need to hear uh, uh, discouragement. um, uh, But when we speak encouragement, um, it brings life to both of us. Because it says that uh, when a man encourages another, they both have strength to walk. Uh, That they both begin to be strong to face the enemy. When we begin to speak encouragement, I'm telling you, life begins both ways. Uh, Proverbs 12, 25. Anxiety in a man's heart weighs him down, but a good word makes him glad. Do you know that sometimes your words give people anxiety? Sometimes are people just don't want to be around us cuz everything we're talking about and maybe it's not you're talking about maybe they're tired of everything you talk about is oh this is happening to me all you do is complain do you know complaining have you ever been around someone who just complains you're just anxious yourself you leave the place heavy and people we need to even as we are speaking not towards someone but just in general are we always negative do we always speak negative you are just giving anxiety to people around you but when we say a good word i choose to focus on the good it doesn't mean that everything is good maybe there's tons of stuff to complain about i life is hard but let's look at let's choose the good let's believe the report of the lord let's begin to repeat the word of god let's begin to say you know god said that in, in the midst of the fire and the flood that i will not be destroyed I'm going to speak the good. I'm in the middle of the flood, but God is my shield, and God is my my support, and and I'm leaning on him right now. You see, we can even speak good in the midst of the the hardship, and that is an encouragement to people because, you know, sometimes when they see you speak good about your own life, it encourages them in their life. So we need to begin to give a good word, and it makes people glad. Then people are glad to be around us because we speak a good word. Proverbs 15, 23, to make an apt answer is a joy to a man, and a word in season, how good is it? People need encouragement. They need good words. You never know what they're going through. Sometimes your words could be that encouragement that they need. I love this one. Proverbs 16, 24, gracious words are like a honeycomb. It is sweetness to the soul and health to the body. Do you know your words can actually bring health to a body? When we encourage one another, it is like sweetness. How many know, if you think back sometimes to the best time in your life, it is connected to when someone just spoke over you a word that was just good. If you think of the worst time in your life, if you talk to almost anyone, the worst time in your life has to do with some time where they took a harsh word. We need to begin to speak sweetness. And you know what? The greatest example, even Jesus needed encouragement. God the Father encouraged Jesus twice verbally because he needed it. First time at the beginning of his ministry, he was baptized, and what do we know? That God himself said, this is my beloved son in whom I'm well pleased. In other words, Jesus is just starting out. I'm sure there's anxiety. Even though he was fully God, he was fully man, and God encouraged him. He said, I'm pleased with you. And then it was towards the end, when he was heading towards the cross on the the Mount of Transfiguration, um, when God came down and encouraged him, and again, the voice said, this is my son in whom I'm well pleased. If Jesus needed encouragement, how much more do we need encouragement? We need to begin to encourage one another. Here's the last one. You know how you can speak life sometimes? Speak silence. We'll go to that phrase we know. If you don't have anything good to say, don't say anything. Sometimes that is more true than sticks and stones will break my bones. Sometimes speaking silence is better than speaking death and speaking loosely. In other words, loosely, we just, whatever comes, comes out. You need to stop that. Sometimes you need to just be quiet. There's some people, and we all know them, and Many times when we know them, really, it's us. You're the one that everyone knows. You need to learn to shut your mouth. At some point, just stop. Learning when to stop is sometimes the the most life that you can give to a situation. To speak silence. To to hold things in. um, To keep it to yourself. And it's not always to stop talking, but maybe it's not to talk to someone else about it. You don't need to say that to anyone else. And I know we want to, oh, I've got something i got to share. No. Just stop. Speak, and it brings life. Um, it, It says this, Proverbs 11, verse 9. With his mouth, the godless man would destroy his neighbor, but by knowledge the righteous are delivered. By knowledge means he knows when not to say anything. But a godless man, he just speaks and he he talks about everyone. He 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 destroys his neighbor by by what he says. But by knowledge, knowing when to be quiet, it says we are delivered. Proverbs eleven thirteen. Whoever goes about slandering reveals secrets, but he who is trustworthy in spirit keeps a thing covered. Are we trustworthy? Are we faithful? Do we bring life to people that they know that we can just be quiet sometimes, that we can keep things covered? We don't need to go around sharing everything. That's what brings life. Proverbs 16, a dishonest man spreads strife and whisperer separates close friends. Let's not be whisperers. Let's not be people that just have to say You don't have to say it. We need to always ask ourselves, do I really need to say this? Do you really need to say that? Maybe it's to to that person that that it's just something, but you know what? Do you really need to say it? Well, I'm helping. No, you're not. Sometimes just don't say it. You don't need to say that. And, And many times it's those little things that you just went one step too far. And it brings death, it destroys relationships. And it destroys what God is doing in our life. Sometimes even if it doesn't destroy the relationship, you might destroy what God was trying to build in that person. We need to speak life. Close with this scripture. And this one is not in Proverbs, but in Matthew. This is what Jesus said. Because this is our answer and our ability to do this. Matthew 12, verse 34, says, You brood of vipers, how can you speak good when you are evil? For out of the abundance of the heart the mouth speaks. A good person out of his good treasure will bring forth good. An evil person out of his evil treasure brings forth evil. And I tell you, on the day of judgment, people will give account for every careless word they speak. For by your words you will be justified, and by your words you will be condemned. We need to understand that we will be judged by our words. And it doesn't mean that our words save us or our words send us to hell, but what it's saying is our words are reflecting what's already in our heart. So the whole thing is if you want to change your words, I'm not telling you today to let's all just focus and change our our words because that's not the way to do it. What we need to do is we've got to change our heart. Your words will change when you change your heart. When you start loving others in a truly selfless way, your words will follow. But it's as long as we are selfish, as long as we let what we think rule, even we, we, we begin to become the judges of God. I become the one that knows what God is saying. You know what? you got to stop that. I'm just one who I need God to speak to me. So who am I to judge what God is saying to you? When I begin to change my heart, that's when I change. So today, if we are going to speak life, here's what we need to do. We need to let Christ renew our heart. So you see, the real message today is not to change your tongue, but it's to change our heart. If we will change our heart and begin to let God create within us a new heart. It says, Out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth will speak. So, yes, there's a process we will learn, we will always struggle with our tongue, but as long as we are growing a heart of humility and repentance before God, it will slowly change our tongue. We become aware. Of what we're saying, and it begins to hurt us. When we have a good heart, when we do that, when we say something, it, we catch it and we go, Oh gosh, I shouldn't have said. And there is a heart of repentance, and we can make it right. But the whole solution, the life hack, here's the life hack God change my heart so I can speak life. Today will we submit our heart to God and admit that we need a new heart. And the reason I know we need a new heart, because I can hear what we say. My lips, my tongues just reveal how much my heart needs to change. So my response is, God, change my heart. So let's do that. Let's come before him and let him do a work in us. Let's bow our heads.